Hi, and welcome to All I Have to Say podcast. You can check us out on All I Have to Say podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and All I Have to Say.net. I'm Jack, and with me, as always, is the incomparable Raven Brown. Hi. <laughs> good, af- good afternoon, good evening, good morning. So, so Raven um, and I were talking before we started recording that one of the biggest, you know, a, a lot actually has happened in the week since we've recorded, and we'll, we'll get to that. But one of the things that really struck me is it, it feels like life is getting, at least politically, like life is getting back to normal, like a sane adult is now in charge of the presidency of the United States. Like uh, it, it, like I don't think about it all the time, you know, it's like, oh, and when I see something, I'm like, oh, you know, Joe Biden, yeah, he's the president. It's not like every moment is lived in existential dread because uh, Donald Trump is destroying the world and the nation. So that's a nice feeling. <clears throat> yes. Um, I would also add to that uh, when Biden gave his speech on Thursday, Thursday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, um, you know, it was a normal, compassionate, and honest address. It wasn't like, being in an adult baby's therapy session, (laughs) you know, I mean, anytime that Donald Trump ever addressed the nation, it was either, you know, teleprompter Trump, which was uh, a loosely hinged um, uh, character presenting some kind of fictionalized uh, speech filled with untruths and historical mistakes, right? (laughs) Or like a deranged, you know, lunatic screaming at people. Um, So it was very calming to to just have somebody talk to us normally and honestly, right? After a year of COVID, this week was the one year anniversary since it, COVID was declared a pandemic by the World Health Organization. Um, and almost 550,000 American lives lost. To have somebody say, you know, we are making progress. Um, we're not out of the woods yet, but we could return to some kind of normalcy if we all act, you know, in, with the public good in mind. Um, now, obviously, we know that lots of states are not doing that. Um, right. But mm-hmm. yeah, you know, you were saying a few minutes ago that it's amazing, given that Operation Warp Speed didn't exist, that <laughs> 50 days yeah. later, the rollout is going as well as it is. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, and he also said that by May first, you know, which is pretty soon, um, he 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 wants every state to be ready to give the shot to everybody. No, Mm -hmm. no risk. You know, like right now, there's there's still kind of restrictions of like you need to be over sixty five, you need to be an essential worker, and you need or you need a comorbidity um, that then only certain comorbidities uh, qualify you um, to get it. So by May 1st, every state has to be ready to give the shot to every citizen. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so every adult, that's yes. Every, every adult, every adult. So uh, that's, I mean, <laughs> that's pretty bold and uh but it's what's needed you know like yeah let's take this is this is gonna take a massive deployment of resources in order to beat it which is exactly what trump didn't do could have done didn't do 
I think um, I would say what Trump actually did, what was accomplished, you know, with the two, um, the CARES Act and then the other bill that was passed after that was a massive mobilization of resources, but it went in the wrong direction. Right. Like right. last spring, you know, with the first CARES Act, um, yes, there was uh, the expansion of unemployment insurance, which was very important. Um, but also the money that was allocated for PPE for small businesses went to wealthy people. Right. Like most small businesses that applied for these loans or grants weren't able to actually get any money. It all went right. uh, upwards, just like his uh, the Republican passed tax bill uh, under Trump. So the tax that tax bill actually cost the same amount of money as um, the American Rescue Act, and the American Rescue right. Act is, you know, I mean, Joe Biden was not my first choice or my second choice. <laughs> um, I honestly didn't think he was going to be able to pull it off um but he did and he also now has passed the most extensive piece of anti-poverty legislation since the 1960s um right. you know a lot of it is geared towards covid response but just the child care subsidies alone i mean that um will help so many working families and will help women. Uh, it, it's a really, you know, important piece of legislation. Um, and yeah, I mean, I would have never guessed that it would be Joe Biden who <laughs> would be the one to do this, right? And even the protections for, for workers in the bill, in the bill. Um, and you know the speech that he gave uh, about protecting unions and making unions an important part of American life again um, is also very progressive. Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, I guess one wouldn't have thought that LBJ would be the one to push for a civil rights act and a voting rights act um, and a fair housing act, but yeah. he was, right? Um, so yeah, I think definitely. we're we're kind of in a similar moment. Um, well, and and you know a good example of the, of the difference in shall we say tonality <laughs> between him and Trump is that you know Trump. I I think the worst thing that's happened to Trump in the last few months in his own mind is not that he lost the presidency as much as he got banned from Twitter. Mm -hmm. So, so he, he now, you know, he doesn't have that platform. So now he's sending out these memos from the office of the former president, which isn't a thing. Mm. Um, no, he's pathetic. And, and he said, so this week he was like, well, you know, basically taking credit for what's happening with the vaccine rollout. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you know, you got me to thank because, you know, it wouldn't have happened without me. Uh, and he's, you know, the vaccine for COVID-19. And then in parentheses, he put also known as the China virus. First Such of all, disgusting. It's, not, it's not known as the China virus. You say it's the China virus. But then in Joe, you know, contrast that with Joe Biden's speech, where he talked about, you know, this horrific rise in anti-Asian um, assaults and, and crimes and discrimination yeah. that's happening. So it's like, you see the source of it with his stupid press release. And then you see Joe Biden trying to counteract the very serious damage he's done to the Asian American community, mm -hmm. um, blaming them for the virus. There was, um, I, you know, just you hear these stories of people being attacked or 
there was a, a story in LA where these people were in an Uber with an Asian driver and they were like coughing at him and calling mm-hmm. him coronavirus and all stuff. Yeah. But here in New York, there was, there's some people have been hurt, really hurt, mm-hmm. stabbed, you know, beaten. Yeah. Um, so that's, I mean, right there, you see, you see the difference. Yeah. You, you really do. Um, um. Well, I think that that also, I mean, (laughs) goes to the, you know, core of what the parties represent, right? Um, uh, The Republican Party didn't put forth a platform in 2020 uh, other than Trump. um, And Trump is the embodiment of white grievance, right? And you know, I will not apologize. I uh, have done nothing wrong. Um, I can do whatever I want, whatever. Uh, And um, the Democratic Party is now, because a lot of disgruntled Republicans uh, have also left the Republican Party, the big tent party, right? The coalition party. Um, So I think that that, like, that example highlights that as well. Uh, I don't know. And that reminds yeah, me so- also that um, I was reading yesterday, Alan Weisselman's ex-daughter-in-law uh, said that Trump went to a shiva um, at her house uh, in 2003, maybe. And he was showing uh, pictures of himself on a yacht with naked women during a shiva nice. and then hitting on her. <laughs> what, a, uh, what a complete sign. And ball. then he said that he was embarrassed <clears throat> that uh, the uh, financial officer for his corporation lived in such a house because it wasn't, you know, I guess trashy enough. Um, sure. It wasn't gold plated. <laughs> gold and pink marble. Yes. <clears throat> It, it seriously, Trump Tower is the ugliest building I've ever been in. It is pretty ugly. It is hideous. It is so gross and tacky. And <clears throat> why have I been in Trump Tower? Well, you know, sometimes you're in Midtown and you need a bathroom, you know? Mm. George um, Costanza. That's where he spat on my mother also in Trump Tower. In Trump Tower, yeah. It's a... Uh, and and went that famous ride down the escalator where all the trouble began. But um, um, you know, basically, while the Democrats have been, you know, trying to pass a much-needed stimulus bill with all these this legislation that you were just mentioning, the Republicans <clears throat> went for a weird strategy, which well, not really which was like to talk about some Dr. Seuss books that had some racist depictions because they were, you know, whatever, drawn in the 40s. And Dr. Seuss, um, as as much as I love Dr. Seuss, I used to have a performance with a friend where we read Green Eggs and Ham, but- um, Was that friend Ted Cruz? (laughs) No. (laughs) <laughs> no, I did it. I did it. I did it 20 years ago, way before Ted Cruz mm. um, even thought about it. But, you know, it, it's all about that. All they're talking about is like cancel culture and, uh, you know, Dr. Seuss and, and, and all this stuff like uh, Gina Carano from The Mandalorian getting the Baby the Yoda show. show. The Baby Yoda show. Uh, because of being anti-trans uh, and being a pro-Trumper and saying horrible shit. Uh, <clears throat> they, uh, Mr. Um, Potato Head. Oh, yes, Mr. Potato Head, that's right, who is now uh, gender potato neutral head. Potato Head. He's just Potato Head. And he's going to come with say both that female and female parts. Yeah, Mr. or neither potato has genitals right 
<laughs> so anyway, um, yeah, no, I mean, that's, 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 that's all they have to talk about. Yeah, I mean, that's like been Fox around the clock and, you know, they, they mentioned all of that crap much more than they mentioned the stimulus bill or anything else that's going on. Um, and, you know, I, I've heard also um, from elected Republic that, that elected Republicans are much less viscerally opposed, not oppo opposed is the wrong word, but not as viscerally reactive to Biden as they were with Obama. And I think the reason is pretty obvious, you know. Um. At, at the end of the day, <laughs> at the end, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as much as you know, Uncle, you know, we all love Uncle Joe and his mirrored sunglasses. Um, he's an old white guy, and I think they're much more comfortable with that than a young black man. I mean, yes, um, but they also still, you know, writ large deny that he's actually the president. Uh, right. But to your point, <laughs> I don't, it's just, it's also absurd, right? You don't have any policy uh, except for speaking out against expanding voting rights or reinstating key provisions of the Voting Rights Act. Uh, you, every single elected official at the federal level in your party votes against a piece of legislation that has a, a 70 plus percent approval rating among Americans and then a 60 plus percent Including approval. Republicans. Yeah, yeah, 60 plus percent of Republicans uh, support this piece of legislation. It is something that will improve the lives of 80% of Americans directly, you know, and obviously between now and the midterms, right? Like, I don't, it doesn't make no. any sense. Whereas with the Affordable Care Act, you know, it took a while for people to see how it would benefit them. Um, and then obviously there was misleading messaging and a bad rollout with the website and so on. Um, but now that it, it's working, people like it. This is something that people right. will, you know, if you have two kids, you'll immediately be receiving a childcare subsidy. So it's something that will allow you to pay your rent, will allow you to go back to work, will allow you not to be food insecure, right? Like right. it just, it doesn't make any sense um, what their strategy is. It, it really is only prevent people from voting and complain about these cultural issues that you know aren't even being decided by the government, right? By elected officials. These are all things that are being decided by private companies. The estate of Dr. Right. Seuss said, we're taking these six titles um, out of print, right? They're not gonna print them again. They're not being banned. They're just not being reprinted. Um, and it's not like it's every doctor, you know, you can yeah. still buy. Green eggs exactly. and ham, you can still buy cat in the hat. Um, uh, but, you know, they, they're, they think that's the biggest problem. I mean, I've heard, you know, uh, from Republicans, you know, that the, the biggest problem in our country today is political correctness. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's, that's a common trope. And I, I think that the, you know, the, the backlash against quote unquote cancel culture is that same yeah that same well, that same idea yeah and like 20 years ago or even 10 years ago the biggest problem was reverse racism right so like two things um i don't i mean i would say with this idea of cancel culture that i mean society has changed very rapidly um, yeah. that is true. You know, like I was watching a movie from the eighties, which is, um, our generation. We were young during the eighties. Uh, yeah. and 
somebody used the F word uh, and it was bleeped out on television. Five years ago, that wouldn't have been bleeped out on television, right? Like right. things have progressed very quickly. Um, now, obviously it's good to be re respectful of people uh, and, <laughs> you know, kind, right? Um, and keep your homophobia, racism and bigotry to yourself. Uh, but like, I see that argument having more merit in some people's minds than the reverse racism argument. Um, mm -hmm. But it is kind of like, they are parallel arguments. Like we're worrying about things that, you know, don't really exist, right? Um, it's not, right. yeah. Well, and, and one of the things, <clears throat> you know, does cancel culture go too far sometimes? I don't know, maybe. But on the other hand, you know, there's finally some consequences and the Republicans don't like consequences. They want to do mm. like, like every, I don't know, elitist organization in the history of politics. They want to do what they want without any consequences to their mm. actions. And the reality is, is that, you know, if, if, <laughs> You know, uh, I'll, I'll give you an example of something that's happening in the dork world right now. Joss Whedon, who created uh, who Buffy is... the Vampire Slayer. Okay, thank right. you. <laughs> Vampire Slayer and, uh, and, and one of my favorite shows, Firefly. Well, it turns out he's a big creep and has sexually assaulted several uh, women that worked on, on the shows. So, you know, uh, it's like, well, you know, should Buffy the Vampire Slayer never appear on TV anymore? You know, well, we can talk about that. But on the other hand, Joss Whedon is a sexual predator by several, you know, alleged sexual predator by several sources. So should he feel the re repercussions of that? Well, yeah. And mm -hmm. another thing that doesn't, that I don't understand about their objection to cancel culture is that in a way it's totally capitalist, right? Because they, what they're always talking about is that the market will decide, right? Mm -hmm. the, the, the market will regulate itself. Well, okay, so if I choose to, for example, uh, another thing that's, in the news a lot this the documentary about woody allen right i was a fan i mean i told raven the other day um growing up you know he was one of my film icons but now obviously <laughs> i'm not gonna watch i'm not gonna watch his movies anymore but that's my choice right i'm not gonna spend money or my time investing in 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 his movies well that's the market regulating itself right mm -hmm. like it, it, it's me saying i'm not going to spend my money on this that's my choice i mean it it their miss their messaging is is very confusing you know and uh and you know but getting back to the voting rights issue that they're very much fighting right now I think it was really telling when they, um, I forget the lawyer's name, but they were at the Supreme Court arguing a voting rights case. And of all people, Justice Barrett said, well, what's wrong with having voting rights expand? Like, like why? Why are we limiting, trying to limit this? And the lawyer straight up said out loud, if basically paraphrasing here, but if we don't cheat by making it hard to vote, Republicans will not win mm -hmm. elections. 
Um, he like, I mean, that that's that's astound. I mean, it's true and it's obvious, but it's astounding that they actually admitted it, you know. I mean, Trump was saying that, you know, all year leading up to the election. Right. Because according to him, mail-in voting, even though he he did it, he mailed in his vote, um, that it was going to lead to, uh, well, what, what they say, the election fraud and mm-hmm. that he really won and all that nonsense that has no basis in reality. Um, but... Well, what, I think also is another thing that's interesting about that is like and i think that this also goes back to the discussion about cancel culture is that people don't understand nuance so one of the arguments that i've heard trying to prove that there was voter fraud in 2020 was that in 2016 Democrats said that there was election interference. And now Democrats are saying that voter fraud is impossible. There's a difference between targeted manipulation of voting groups, right? Um, and voter fraud. Right. There's a difference between the government saying, you know, and this was what the issue with banned books was the government, the school board, whatever, saying this can't be read um, and a private company saying we're choosing not to reprint this. Um, Nuance exists in the world, right? It's not just black or white, uh, you know. Well, you know, we, we, I think uh, Republicans, I mean, Republicans have been given to knee-jerk reactions for a long time. But I think because of the president that they all, you know, worship was such a reactionary. I mean, anything was, everything, anything and everything was such a big deal to him. You know yeah. that, that that any any opposition, any anything, he just he just lost his shit. Like he went from zero to a thousand immediately. No control over his emotions or actions. <laughs> so, you know, it's not surprising to me that uh, that his followers would also react that way. Yeah. Um, um so so let's talk a little bit about the stimulus uh package so um you know there's there's the fourteen hundred dollar payments there's an expansion of unemployment all that good stuff but you know uh, yeah as raven was saying there's a lot of really amazing anti-poverty legislation there um and you know i think i think one of the things that that we can see is that it's legislation from congress mm-hmm. it's not just um an executive order now biden has issued a lot of executive orders but on the other hand trump governed entirely through um through executive orders, because the only legislation that, you know, significant legislation that passed under the Trump administration was the tax bill, Mm -hmm. you know, um, which shows you where their priorities are. But uh, certainly, I I think that he, I, I, I think that they, and, and, and some of the legislation that's come up, not the stimulus bill, but some of it has even had like some bipartisan 
support. Not a lot, but a couple of guys here and there. Um, like so what? I, <laughs> well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that maybe not legislation, but when they censured, what's her name? Oh, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. I'm saying, and and then with the impeachment, right at the end, there were a couple of Republicans that went over. So it wasn't really legislation, but it was, you know, acts of Congress. Um, uh, you know, there's there's at least, I don't know, the illusion that there might be some bipartisanship, but it's it's you know, old habits are hard to break. And since the 90s, the Republicans have been the the uh, party of no. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, <laughs> we, we've said it before, it, it goes back to Newt Gingrich, right? Yes, it goes back to Newt Gingrich and then before Newt Gingrich, Barry Goldwater. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'm just laughing because it's just like, I, I don't know. I'm, you know, I know the country's problems are, aren't solved, but I'm just glad that I don't have to listen to Donald Trump or see his face um, anymore. And that's, that's really all I have to say, except for, I think that you should talk about how uh, his daughter is running a charity for rescue dogs that is actually uh, another operation in uh, the art of the grift by the Trump <laughs> family. Yeah. Well, you know, these guys, they, um, they have no shame. Like, honestly, no shame. Um, you know, the, they're, of course, famously, the Trump kids, the, 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 the three older kids um ivanka and then donald jr and eric uh cannot work for a charity in the state of new york because they grifted money from not only a cancer charity a cancer charity for children now they're doing it with with uh, with a rescue organization for dogs, <laughs> there there is no like how did how do they go home and live with themselves? I like I can't I can't fathom like how you okay with that? They steal and, everything that isn't nailed yeah. down, basically. Well. Well, and, and the thing that, that also amazes me about the Trumps is they don't hide their corruption. No. It's, it's pretty much out in the open. And, you know, that's one of the reasons why New Yorkers in, in general didn't vote for Trump. Some pockets, like where I live, did. Um, but you know, the majority of New Yorkers didn't because we've known for 50 years that this guy is a grifter and a liar yes. and a racist. That's what Michael Bloomberg said. He said, I'm from New York and I know a con man when I see one, even though he's right. really from Massachusetts, but <laughs> he's lived here for a substantial yeah. amount of time. <laughs> Yes, yes. Um, yes, the art of the Queens? grift. Uh, I think he was born in Boston. No shit. Oh, wow. Well, there you go. It's like, hmm. uh, it reminds me actually of um, George Bush, George W. Bush back in Texas. Like, they were, the Bush family is from Connecticut. They're like mm -hmm. old money Puritan, like came over in the Puritan times. Yes. And uh, and what was funny was that George W. affected this Texas stuff. Like 
why is he the only member of that family that speaks in a Texas accent? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so, so and and they they call Rove kind of orchestrated this thing of like the the ranch, like they and, and riding around clearing brush on his pickup truck with you know it's like yeah it's it's bullshit and Trump's image is also based entirely on bullshit. Well, Trump's image is based as a built successful business person and billionaire is based on bullshit, but his image as a bully and a con man, which is, you know, pretty obviously what he is every time he opens his mouth is based on the way that he dresses, <laughs> how he styles his hair, how his makeup changes from day to day. Um I always yeah. thought during his presidency, like the crazy, craziest days were always days when his makeup was, you know, different than normal. Like it would either be too pale or like really dark orange. Um, you always knew that that was going to be a crazy day when he looked <laughs> stranger than he normally does. It's like, yeah. oh my That's God. That's a good point. That's <laughs> like, a good point with his arms crossed oh god man how can that guy not afford a suit that fits well he i i think you know there a couple of years ago he was wearing like a black jacket and navy pants and i was watching bill maher and he had a a picture of him Uh, i think it was around the same time where he had a piece of toilet paper stuck to the bottom of his shoe um, so there's like a picture of him, you know, with the mismatching suit and the toilet paper. And Bill Maher was like, there's nobody around him that A, you know, cares enough to tell him, you know, something is off or B, feels comfortable enough that they're not going to get berated or screamed at um, for, you know, saying anything to him because he really is uh a thin-skinned child, right? His uh, ego has not developed past the age of seven or eight, probably, I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that <clears throat> I, I, it's amazing to me that they define him as the essence of manhood and masculinity. It's like, Really, this guy? This guy is your role <laughs> model of mess of of how to be a man. And they're um, always like changing, you know, putting his head on Rambo's body or something. Like yeah, that. yeah, right. <laughs> I I, uh, I love that the we 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 haven't talked about the CPAC that happened. Uh, oh yeah, the organi- Um, as we uh. Jews know and Christians know, of course, too. But uh, we, you go to the uh, the Passover service, um, you hear about uh, the golden calf, right? The Jews were led out of out of uh, out of Egypt in bondage, and by God, right? Supposedly, and they built a golden calf and and worshipped it. These guys who claim to be the standard bearers of religion and Christianity uh, built a golden statue of Trump. Mm. Um, People sometimes say, you know, to me, you're exaggerating that they're a cult, that they worship him, that they don't, you know, like that that's not that that's not accurate. They built a golden statue of him, an idol. Uh, these people are supposed, it just goes to show you that it, it goes way beyond that they politically support somebody. You well, there, I mean, he never ran on any, like on politics. He didn't run on a pol- policy platform. So it's not, which is, and I think, which is also why you have like the intelligentsia of the Republican party all became never Trumpers 
right? Like David Frum, for an example. Um, right. They all left the party because there, you know, there was never, like when he was running, he, I mean, he did say that he opposed a minimum wage, which we know uh, fits in with the Republican policy agenda, uh, wanted to lower taxes, but he also said like, that Americans should get up more social security. Like he was just all over the place because he doesn't actually know anything about policy or government. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a cult of personality, yeah. I mean, it's really disturbing. <sighs> uh, but yeah. also like he, I'm, so he, after CPAC, um, which also, uh, the stage where he gave a speech um, was uh, oh, yeah. shaped in some kind of Nazi insignia, right? Um, yeah, Nazi he, ruin, yeah. After that, um, sent out a letter from the office of the former president uh, asking Republicans not to donate money to the Republican Party anymore because they were ineffectual, but to donate money to him. Um, right. so, I mean, I'm sure, you know, hundreds of thousands of the 72 or 74 million people that voted for him are going to be doing this. And what, like, is there going to be an actual political brand that's going to come out of this or is he just going to pocket all of it? And then, you know, that yeah. also will undermine the likelihood of Republican electoral success right like are they actually going to sponsor candidates other than uh his children and their spouses or like i, I don't know i mean whatever i uh you know the sun is shining there are pigeons staring at me i <laughs> had enough of donald trump i just i want him yeah. out of my head space yeah, it's amazing. I, I think I've gone a couple of days without thinking of him, you know, and it's it's been amazing. Really like, nice to it's, not it's, to have to hear his voice also. Oh, and his face. I can't, mm. like that grimace. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's like, oh, so awful. Such an awful person. But we got Uncle Joe in charge, so you know for for he, he's doing he's doing what he can so so far so far i've been impressed as you were saying yeah um it was so, not what i was expecting the house passed uh hr1 which is a voting rights bill um this week or last week and uh it has gone to the senate um so we know every single Republican is going to vote against it. Um, right. But yeah, I mean, some progress is being made, right? And of course, <clears throat> what's great about actually passing legislation is that if uh, if uh, Eric Trump becomes president next, Ugh, or whatever, or whatever um, <laughs> he can't just get rid of it with a you know they have to they have to go through congress to do it or the courts the yeah. law or the yeah. courts exactly and uh, he can't just like write it off you know mm -hmm. yes um I, I picked the dumbest trump to be funny <laughs> uh i well you know i you know i teach american government and constitution um but yeah it's I mean, it's a really interesting time to discuss these things with young people and talk them through how government is supposed to work as you know enumerated in the constitution and then look at how uh different branches of government have evolved over time um the executive branch evolving the most right from what its position as a co-equal branch in the government was intended to be um to what it is right. today uh yeah what is their like what are your students reactions to what's going on well i mean like right you now? know 
I will for I want to say when Trump was elected, I had a lot of students who were DACA students, um, DACA recipients, and sure. they were traumatized. You know, they I had students crying in class, um, just not knowing what to expect and very fearful. And it was interesting because a lot of people uh whom I spoke with about that specifically were like, oh, you know, it's not going to be that bad, blah, 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 blah. And then the first thing he does is try to ban people from certain Muslim majority countries from entering the United States, right? Right. Um, So then over the next four years, up until this past fall, the students became less interested in politics. Um, And then this last fall, you know, probably because there was an election going on, there were students that were more interested, but then also a lot of students who would say things like, well, it's difficult, you know, to choose who to vote for because um, both candidates are very extreme and very polarizing. And then I would ask what what is extreme and what is polarizing about Joe Biden? Well, they're just both very polarizing. Um, And I thought that that was particularly interesting because Joe Biden, you know, was um, a middle of the road Democrat, like (laughs) not a progressive, Um, you know, he's not a particularly polarizing figure in American life. Um, so, Which is why but, they picked him, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Well, I think, I mean, I think, you know, as I said before, like he wasn't my choice. And I think we both were very concerned that he yeah. was the wrong choice, um, but he was the right choice. And we're, we are very lucky um, that and I think we have to thank you know a coal a coalition of diverse voters for this um, that he was the nominee right um, if I look back on that hodgepodge of twenty odd Democrats who were running I can't think of another person who would have been successful um, but then also COVID you know I put like up until COVID the narrative that Trump was successfully managing the economy and so on was very pervasive, even though it wasn't true. Um, right. So if COVID had never happened, who knows what would have happened with the election? Uh, I think that that also like the economic crisis that came out of COVID and from the repercussions of the tax cuts, um, you know, turned a lot of suburb- suburban voters that were Obama voters voted against Hillary and then voted for Trump towards Biden again. Um, But without COVID, and then also if we had, uh, you know, the Black Lives Matter protests that happened last summer, um, we don't know what would have happened, right? Uh, Anyway, um, I'm rambling, but uh, so yeah, Students this semester also are more interested in politics. And um, I think a lot of them see, right, like how the executive branch has evolved um, and understand that, you know, or at, at least ask questions about the difference between the legislative process and executive orders. Um, and uh, I think it's important for me as a teacher to explain like that the legislative progress process actually helps to create stability and guardrails. Um, if you govern through executive orders, then, you know, every four years or every eight years, the country is being whiplashed back and forth. Um, right. Like you can't just overturn or sign a piece of paper and overturn a law there's a process right like we saw that with the affordable care act um yeah yeah i mean if they i remember at the time they they criticized obama when he was trying to get it passed by saying 
well, he should just write an executive order. You know, why is he going through? Because, you know, it didn't look like it was going to pass or whatever. Um, and, uh, and it turns out that the wisdom to do it that, uh, to do it through the, through the, the Congress is the only reason that thing has existed, has continued to exist. Yeah. Because if, if he had gone the route of, um, of an executive order, that would, you know, Trump would have gotten rid of it the second he got into office. Yeah. And Trump um, also didn't understand that he couldn't do that. <laughs> so he thought, I think he thought that he was going to be able to, you know, roll out a big stack of papers and say, I've gotten rid of this horrible, oppressive, worst piece of legislation in the world, whatever. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Well, I think that does it for now. Um, and uh, again, you can see us on All I Have to Say podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and All I Have to Say.net. So I'm Jack. And I'm Raven, and thank you for listening. And <laughs> that's all I have to say about that.